are on the air, whatever that means in this day and age, and we are street writers. The best way to kill 10 minutes. Other than, well, writing. So this week, let's get right into it with Take a Swing at This. These are our tips and our tricks and our sleight of hand to power up that pencil and percolate that brain. And this week, what do you got, Mark? Well, let's just let's just get to break it back down to the beauty of what we do mm -hmm. is it really doesn't take a lot of equipment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a, a lot, lot of, of time no. or a lot of talent, <laughs> or we wouldn't be here. That's right. Somehow we've made it this far fooling them, but it, it, it really is what's in our brains. So the key thing is you got a notepad, you got a mm -hmm. couple of scribbles in your pocket, you got your pet your phone with a little note memo. You really can, which is our topic this day, write anywhere with anything in the time you have. Right, right. It's nice to have a ritual and maybe a special place that you write or right. even special software or a little you know setup that you like, but yeah. that doesn't and shouldn't restrict you. When you break it back down to its basic form, you can be in a line or in a waiting room and pull out a little bit of a sketch pad and just start putting thoughts down. That's right. You know? And that's I right. think that's what we want to get to today is there really is no restriction. And the other thing is, if you are intimidated by that enclave, that little nook, that locking yourself in a room in the dark or mm -hmm. with one light, then don't try that. Try the exact opposite. Everyone has busy lives and everyone has things that they're trying to balance out mm -hmm. on. But if, if you can be waiting in line and you're hit by an idea, mm -hmm. you should pull out your phone and you yep. should have a little app on there, just your notepad, and just write a couple lines. To me, it depends on what's working for you. Sure. You know, no, if, obviously. If that, if that cave is where you are and you're building yeah. out stuff, more power to you. But I just think the reality is if you know in your pockets a notebook and mm -hmm. while you're squeezing the cantaloupes you get an idea of you know this sounds time very bomb. obscene when you put it that way <laughs> well that this becomes is, your steamy yeah, romance exactly or novel that's that right going on in advertising when i was freelancing a million years ago and had some hair i had an art director partner who was a fine artist mm -hmm. so he did both and we'd be waiting in a lobby of uh whatever agency or client and stuff like that and i'd be trying to look at ed we he had his little notebook and he'd be looking around at a person that he could sketch. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, Mike, why are you always doing that? Yeah. And he says, because that's what I am. I'm an artist. And I kind of like shriveled into myself. <laughs> it's like, well, I and, guess I'm a writer. I'm a, I'm a reader of that week. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> so this is right. So I was like, maybe I should be. And I started carrying little notebooks. Yeah. That was before all this wonderful technology. But there was also something at that point tan uh, fun about the tangibility of just little little notebook made it like a harmless experience. Like all I was doing was writing a little brain form, Sure, and, you know? it, and it's not about a brand, but you know, there's these little notebooks called field books, right? Yeah. They're super durable, yeah. and you can stick them in your pocket, you can bend them in half, right. carry them anywhere. Right. And you can find something like that right. inexpensively, and if you like that tangibility, yeah. Yeah. again, you've got the way. ability to have a pen and, and, right. that, and sketch those words out. But the thing that's, that's nice about this approach is that idea of getting the intimidation down as low as it can go because right. we're all waiting in lines you're all on a subway we're all on a in the car at you know parking it or something like that and if you just say when the idea comes i'm going to write it or even better because that doesn't always happen but i'm going to add a sentence about this character i want to figure out or i just saw an interesting person and i want to write them down and the know? more you do the more you get done and how many times have you had a situation i know i have where I, it's a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant line. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's the twist, 
and I'm not talking about waking up from a dream. It's just like, I got something there. Right. I'll wait till I get back and I'll write it down. Yeah, 16 other things get in the way and it's gone. It's gone. You sketch out those those three, four three words that just are the trigger for you. Right. Then it still may suck. Yeah. But it's at least something that you can you can work with because you're not beholden right. to anything except the moment and you can yeah. capture it and keep that sense of, I'm a writer yeah. and I'm going to write right now. I think we are at they beat us to the punch. This is admiring the craft, but just being jealous of it. So what do you what do you love? What do well, you admire? I, I had a, a bunch of stuff I was going to come out, but last night I, I watched an oldie but goodie called As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt and Greg Kinnear. And I went because my wife wanted to see it, and it's a romantic comedy, and I don't watch a lot of romantic comedies. So he says. So he says. But this makes my list of a romantic comedy that breaks every rule. The thing that was great from a story point is James L. Brooks said, okay, I know I have to have two different characters. He put them in different, like, different stratosphere, alternate universes, and you said, how the hell are they ever going to come together? More importantly, the dialogue and the jokes. He created the Jack Nicholson character, and Jack Nicholson is wonderful in it. He creates a character that every five or ten minutes you think it's gone down that path, right? and then he throws in the, the, the fuck bomb or something uh-huh. like that, and it is just absolutely hysterical. And he makes fun of the whole category because someone is giving him beautiful lofty, you know, roses and stuff like that. And then again, you think he's coming around and he says something like, people who talk in metaphors ought to shampoo my crotch. (laughs) You know, it just comes out so well. And in the story, he's kind of a fictional writer, probably Uh a romance writer. Perfect. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be a very emotive writer. Exactly. And he connects with the human soul. Exactly. And he's famous a million times over and he turns out to be this unlikable, you know, all these crazy OCD things going on. So this one woman fan says to him, how do you write women so well? And he says, I think of a man and I take away reason and accountability. (laughs) So he attacks genders, races, it's just perfect. And you got to have an actor like Jack Nicholson. It went from great to one of the old times for for me anyway. As great as it gets. Hit us with your best shot. Send us what you got and get in the ring with us. That's the idea. We are still early in the stages and we're still hoping to hear from you guys. But we're going to talk about ourselves in the meantime. We love that. And this time um, we'll let Dan talk a little bit about what he's working on. Oh my gosh. So I've been working on these ideas of interactive fiction. You can consider it a digital version of a choose-your-own-adventure. If you mm-hmm. remember those books where you used to be able to turn yeah. to a certain page and that set page. you up a, situ- yeah, exactly. set up a situation. It. If you want to go into the cave, go to page right. 23. Right. If you want to go down the beach, go to page 47. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it kind of branches off. And then Your thumb point, got kind of callous. Yes, exactly. flipping through to find what you needed to be. And those were hugely influential and a lot of fun. Right. And then as the digital world moved, moved in and it gave you more opportunity to create those kind of branching stories. Right. There's a whole genre of these and some right. of them are adventure-like, some yep. of them are emotional and uh, something I've been wanting to play with for a long time. And I finally dove in with a piece of software called Twine and created something called the Virulence Protocol. And it was actually based off a comic story I'd done a while ago. And I took this science fiction element of a ship that had started to be overrun with this uh, space virus. Right, right, right. And everyone's starting to turn feral and diseased on each other. And 
and use those situations to create those exact same type of yeah. tension and branching points. Nice. And how does it weave and how does your choices right. as the, the reader, the right. person experiencing it, participating right. in it, trigger those different branches. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you're still thinking as a writer to try to create aspects of tension and flow, but you're, you're guiding Right. The reader, if you will, right. in a different way because they can make choices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put the uh, link in the in the story notes. If You're you going to love this story. I, I read it, and I don't like Dan, but I will say it's a great story. See, so. there you go. It's a backward plug. So tell me, like, why this resurgence now? I know there was an episode of Black Mirror that did it. Right, Bandersnatch. Right, right. played around with this a little bit. I think it's always been one of these things that kind of have gone up a little bit and gone yeah. down a yes. little bit mm -hmm. because everyone gets uh, wrapped into the bigger storytelling mechanisms of visuals. But the idea behind it, the spine of a story yeah. that you can participate in, plays out in many different ways. Like that Bandersnatch, yeah. if you think about virtual reality, right. you know, there's another form of a story where you're you're in the middle and you're making choices and you're experiencing yeah. it. I think that it just becomes a really interesting place for creators to play with. You create what they call passages. Okay. And those passages are each, if you will, module or node of a story. Okay. So you might be in, in this case, in the spaceship, you're in the airlock of the spaceship. Another passage might be the control room. Right. Now, within each of those is a writer you're describing what's going on, right. but the software creates the links between the passages. Ah, so okay. when you run the whole thing as a program, right. as a piece of software, the choices that you've left for the reader, that's what ultimately stitches it together yeah. and then takes it to that interactive level. That's great, and that's, uh, that's kind of us today. So I will ask you to contact us at streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions, your attempts at things like interactive storytelling, your comments. What are you working on? Got any tips that we should be pushing? We'll be glad to get you on the show and talk to you then. So, um, well, uh, well, welcome. We're done with the welcome. <laughs> Let's end with a welcome, close. Welcome to the end of the show. Thank you, right. Welcome to the end of this show of Street Writers. So take it to the streets. And fight to write. <laughs>